Welcome to On The Way, where we walk through scripture in episodes that are short enough that you can listen to them on the way to your destination and deep enough to help you on the way to becoming who God created you to be. We are being sanctified. We've not yet reached perfection. We are not yet in heaven, but we are on the way. Welcome to episode 36 of On The Way. Today we're in Luke chapter 16, and we'll do a little bit into Luke 17. Luke 16 is two big important parables, the parable of the shrewd manager and the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. I've preached multiple sermons on both of these stories, and there's a a ton here, so let me warn you, I'm going to go a little bit long today. The story of the shrewd manager is a story about a rich guy who heard one of his employees, his money manager, wasn't managing the boss's money very well. And the boss confronted the employee and said, get your report in order because you are going to be fired, Luke 16.2. But instead of just giving up, the money manager realizes he has a short time and a little bit of opportunity to figure out what he's going to do in his future. So the money manager ran to the people who owed the boss money, and he offered to decrease the size of the loans that they owed to the boss if they would pay up then. So they did. Remember, Jesus is making up this story. So his audience probably assumed the rich man is going to be furious at the money manager for what he's done, right? But I imagine Jesus smiled when he said, The rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd. Luke 16, 8. So what's Jesus teaching us here? Well, the good news is this is one of the few parables he interprets for us. He says, here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then, when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. Luke 16, 9. So look to the future and realize the most valuable thing you have in this life is healthy relationships. So start building them now so that they'll make your life better in the future. Then Jesus uses this story to teach two more lessons. The second lesson is about money. He returns to his teaching about being faithful with little things so you can get more things. Jesus was saying, your money is not only a tool, it's a test. God has given us everything we have, and he's watching to see how we'll use it. If we use it well, if we are generous, then he'll give us more. If we keep it for ourselves, everything we have will eventually be taken from us. It's not our money, it's God's money. If we learn to give it away, we'll be more blessed than we were before. Sometimes that blessing comes in the form of more money. Sometimes it comes in the form of joy or peace. Sometimes it comes in the form of energy, ideas, or opportunities. Then there's a third lesson. He uses this story to teach about money. He says, No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Say your parents get a divorce, and one is saying, You should buy a new car, and the other is saying, You shouldn't go into debt. Well, following one requires you to defy the others. Money and God do the same thing. They lead you in different directions. If I want to be in shape, but I also want to eat whatever I want, I have to choose, right? Leaning toward one requires me to lean away from the other. Jesus didn't say, you can't serve God and be enslaved to Satan. He said, money. 
That's because the chief competitor for your heart is stuff, wealth, and power. The love of money eventually leads to debt, and debt enslaves. But let me clarify. He didn't say you can't serve God and have money. He says you can't let money have you. Having money is fine if you're generous. He said you can't serve God when you're overwhelmed with money, when you have too much money, or when you have too much debt, when you're enslaved to it. The parable of the rich man and Lazarus is similar. A rich man refuses to help a poor guy named Lazarus. Both the rich man and Lazarus die. Lazarus goes to heaven and the rich guy goes to Hades. Not hell, Hades. I clarify that because I believe those are two different things. I don't have time to explain why, but I think Hades is a temporary disembodied place between earth and hell. And someday in the rich man's future... He'll be taken from Hades and thrown into the lake of fire. That's in Revelations 20, 14. So somehow the rich guy is in Hades and he sees Lazarus in heaven. So he shouts to Abraham, who's also there, send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. I am in anguish in these flames, Luke 16, 24. But Abraham says, no, it's too late. Remember chapter 13, when the door is shut, your opportunities to receive grace are over. So the rich man says, okay, fine, but please go tell my five brothers about this place. And Abraham says, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they won't be persuaded even if someone rises from the dead. Luke 16, 31. Wow. There's a lot there. And my opinion of what Jesus is trying to teach us here is different than the interpretations you've probably heard in the past. So the story opens up with a description of Bill Gates and a homeless dude who lived on Bill Gates' front, front porch. Question, why would Bill Gates allow a homeless man to live on his front porch? Probably because Bill Gates was a nice guy, maybe even a generous guy. This might be the most generous description Jesus ever gave to a rich ruler in one of his stories. The poor man probably kept coming back to the rich guy's front porch because the rich man was letting him be there. He's probably even gave him some food or leftovers sometimes. The story tells us that Lazarus has been on the porch so much that he's built a relationship with Bill Gates' security dogs. They're even licking his oozing sores. And why does he have sores? Well, he has a disease, probably leprosy. And if the sores are oozing, it's an advanced stage of leprosy. So what is a contagious leper doing at Bill Gates' gate? Just allowing Lazarus to be there violates the laws of Judaism. They were supposed to distance themselves from lepers, to keep themselves clean. As Bill Gates' rich friends are coming and going from his house, they're asking him, Why do you let this guy stay here? He's going to get us all sick. Get him out of here. And then you have to wonder, where is Lazarus' family? They've abandoned him. They don't want a leper around. When Lazarus had no one else to go to, he went to the rich man's house because it's the only place that he was allowed to be, right? And what about the name of the poor man? The the rich man and Lazarus is a hapix legomenon. That means it's the only one of its kind. It's the only story where Jesus gave a name to one of the characters in his story. No other story that Jesus ever told named a character. So it must be 
significant, right? The name must mean something. Well, guess what? Lazarus is the name of Jesus's best friend. Jesus gives this fictional character honor by naming him after his best friend. If I made up a story and I made one of the characters in the story named Darcy, that's my wife's name, and one of the characters we'll just call the ugly guy, what would you assume I was trying to convey you in the names that I picked for the story? I'm trying to show you that one of the characters is smoking hot and the other one is disgustingly ugly. And then Jesus continues later in the story and and Lazarus is in heaven, but the rich man is in hell. Everyone listening to this story assumed that the rich guy would be the hero of the story, right? He's rich. Wouldn't he be in heaven? They saw leprosy as a curse, And they would say that the fact that Lazarus was poor implies that he's not a child of God. And now the roles have been switched. Now the rich guy has lost control and he is begging. He's begging Lazarus, the beggar. Now Bill Gates realizes his treasures on earth meant nothing. They did nothing for him. And there's another detail that jumps out in this story. The rich guy wants Lazarus to preach to his five brothers. Why is Jesus telling us that he has five brothers? We don't have specific details about any of the other parts of the story. We don't know how many security guards there were. We don't know how the number of anything else. I think Jesus was trying to show us that the rich man thought he had five brothers, but he really had six Jesus didn't just want the rich guy to give Lazarus his leftovers. He wanted the guy to open the gate. Look at Jesus. He didn't just heal lepers. He touched them. He built a relationship with them. Jesus gave the rich man a sixth brother. We're not just supposed to give to the poor. We're called to have a relationship with the poor. Lazarus was Jesus's best friend, and this chapter is all about relationships. And the way we build relationships is through generosity. It's parental love. I'll give you whatever you need. Why? Because I love you. The first part of chapter 17 is a teaching that re-emphasizes the lesson of these two parables. He starts by telling us to be generous with forgiveness. Forgive relentlessly. If someone wrongs you seven times a day, then keeps asking for forgiveness, keep forgiving. Then he talks about a servant who who serves his master. He serves his master because that's his job. He doesn't ask for anything return. He just relentlessly serves no matter what is in it for him. We're called to give to God like that. We don't give to God because we want to get something. We give to God because he commanded us to because he's a good master, and because he rewards his servants. Have you ever noticed that when you talk a lot about Jesus, you talk a lot about generosity? That's because our generosity reveals the state of our heart. Jesus used money as a test. Will we pass it? Okay, we are over time. If you're getting together with a group to discuss this episode, we've included some discussion questions in the show notes. And if you have time, spend a few moments in prayer before your gathering. Ask God to use these passages to form you into the person he created you to be. Thank you for joining me for this episode of On The Way. Here are the discussion questions for this episode. Number one, why did the master praise the shrewd manager even though it caused the master to lose money? Luke 16, 9. Number two, 
Jesus instructs us not to be enslaved to money if we want to serve him. What is the difference between us having money and money having us? Luke 16, 13. Number three, do you believe hell is a literal place or a fictional place? Luke 16, 23. Number four, the rich man went from master on earth to beggar in Hades. What does this tell us about the value of earthly treasure and power? Luke 16, 25. Number five, what is the lesson that you will remember from these two parables? 